Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome on in. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake coming at you. From our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena, which is very relevant at the moment, uh, and I'll explain that in a second. Uh, Austin Horton across the glass from me, and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. I think you ought to be a prize fight announcer. Yeah, you like that? You, yeah, you got it down, man. All right. Well, you know, we, we, we've uh, started the show that way for, uh, for a little while now, so I figure, you know what, I could, I could spice it up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> let, can me, I... let, me, let, me, let me try it. Okay. And joining us now, the one, the only, Jake Scott. <laughs> you kind of <laughs> went out with a whimper there. Kind of built up. You know, the buildup was, was okay, but the, the, the climax was, was a little bit uh, light. Well, uh, how are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. Are you doing all right? Yeah. How about you? Oh, uh, well, let me let me e- explain uh, something. That, <laughs> see, that... see, here's the thing. What? Every time I ask you that question at the start of a show, it, it, it you know, I never know what to expect. Well, this one's going to be a little different for you. All right. All right. Uh, because, you know. All right. So here, here's the deal. We're, we're we broadcast here at the arena. Uh, we have been uh, so fortunate over the last uh, since March to be able to park back in the back. You yes. know, uh-huh. the VIP parking. You know, right. uh, you uh-huh. know I, I, I've been yeah, I've I've been taking up <laughs> Dennis Lindsay's spot these last several months, and uh, and it's been it's been just wonderful. Because normally we park at Park Place, which is kitty corner from the arena, and not that you know. Not that we're digging ditches or anything, but, uh, you know, it's a bit of a hike. Well, you and I, not Gordon. Uh, right. Well, Gordon usually gets to park down in the nice spots yeah. because they just assume somebody in a, a Ferrari uh, deserves to be parking back there. Uh, just kidding, Gordon. That they was, think he's a player. Well, I didn't need to, to take that <laughs> shot. Uh, that looks like one. <laughs> so um, with with the, the jazz season coming up and, uh, you know, things – Obviously not going back to normal, but uh, activity returning to the arena. Because over the last several months, Gordon, it's it's been uh, a couple of guys from the zone and security, and that's been it. That's been in this building. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And uh-huh. so now we're going back to were normal you, a little bit. Were you, were you getting used to you know uh, owning the place? Oh yeah, it was so nice. <laughs> it was so nice. Uh, so we're back to parking over at Park Place. Now I uh, parked elsewhere, and uh, and went down the back you walked not parked but went down the back to the entry level security 
okay. uh, and, and came in the building that way, thinking I could uh, easily just jump onto the old freight elevator, uh, uh-huh. which I've been doing for the past several months, yeah, and, uh, and just whiz up to the fifth floor. So uh-huh. I, I, get, uh, I say hello to the good folks in security. I go to the freight elevator, and it is in use, and it sounds like it's going to be in use for a while because, again— Activity is returning at least a little bit to the arena. So I go to a different elevator, the one that would put us out, put me out uh, right by our zone studios, and uh-huh. that is uh, out. So at it's that out? point, uh, at that point uh, I decide to bite the bullet and take the stairs. Mm-hmm. I've done it before. Now we are up on the fifth floor. Uh, the stairs begin at floor one. <laughs> now. Were you huffing and puffing? I also uh, have a backpack, which I have not cleaned out in literally years. In fact, so much so that my wife has threatened lately that she will clean it out for me just because she gets so annoyed every time I put it on. And uh-huh. the, 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 you know, like grunt that it takes for me to get it over my, my shoulder and on because it weighs, again, uh, you know, got to be 50 pounds. What do you have in there? Do you you have, like, uh, candy bars in there from two Halloweens back? Maybe. I honestly have no idea. It actually would be kind of funny if I ever cleaned it out to to, uh, catalog what's in there. I say we give away a piece of Jake's backpack a week. No. No, (laughs) because people, they don't want it. 855 Yeah, dump it out right now. Let's see what's in there. We're not going to do that. (laughs) Uh, But needless to say, it's very heavy. So uh, I, I, (laughs) I said a brief prayer. And then I, I started climbing, and I kept climbing, and I kept climbing, and, and I kept thinking to myself, I wonder if the guy down in uh, security who's got all the monitors in front of him, I wonder if he's just watching me and laughing. Because I'm sure I started out at a good pace, but by, by you know like uh, by by you know level three, I'm slowing significantly. You know. Did you uh, he, did you what? did you did you ever stop and rest? Uh, you know what? I only stopped once, and in my defense, it was very it was very brief. But you know, I've got a mask on too, so it's like okay, I'm gonna take a couple of deep breaths. Uh, by by the last flight, Gordon, I was hand on the rail guy, you know, <laughs> figuring figuring a little lift from the rail will will mm-hmm. help me uh, make it to the top. Uh, by the time I got to the top, I I was questioning my lifestyle. <laughs> I was like, does my, does my life need a change? Because five flights of stairs should not affect me like this. I was, yeah, but they're, I was like, they're, big, they're big flights. They are. It is an arena mm-hmm. after all. But I, mm-hmm. I honestly was having hallucinations. Now, <laughs> I, I come in here uh, to the studio and collapse in the chair. And it uh. takes me about 15 minutes to, to pull, pull my soul back into my body. <laughs> And so at one point, I uh, <laughs> this is the best part of the story. Uh, I, I'm chatting uh, with Lloyd from uh, 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 he's in that studio. I'm in the studio. I'm chatting with Lloyd. All of a sudden, Austin, we hear the door shut, and Austin <laughs> Austin comes like uh, huffing and puffing <laughs> up, up, up to the door, and he's like, oh, oh, "I'm so angry right now." <laughs> and you said you're not going to get any. Any sympathy from me, buddy? Because it's just—it's it, so—it was. I believe it, my words to you were, "What am I, a pioneer? <laughs> <laughs> Got to walk this whole city to get to work." So it's—it it, it was pretty hilarious. I'm uh, parked at Hogle Zoo. <laughs> now, 
Jake, in the future, you might try an alternative. Uh, exercise once in a while? No. <laughs> no. You could try, except for where I have argued with myself, because I, too, have made that trek up the stairs. But I've also come up the ramps. Now, in my opinion, I think I would rather have the steps and, and take the more severe incline uh, and, and, and get it done that way than the ramp. But the ramp is more gradual. I've, also, so you, I've, you, I've you, also had this debate in my mind. Yeah, I mean, the steps get you through it quicker. The ramp is yeah. like like easing your way into cold water, which somehow I, I find myself doing every time I get into like a, like a lake. It's just terrible. I sit there and torture myself <laughs> for 10 minutes, easing myself into the stupid lake. Uh, but yeah. I'm, so were the, were the thighs burning a little bit? Did you feel oh, it? Oh, yes. Huh? So much. Yeah. And I I don't know. It, 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 it was an eye-opening experience. It, it really was. So what are you going to do about it? I don't know. I got to do something, though. Something. Take the elevator next time. <laughs> yeah. I'm buying a Segway. <laughs> yeah, gonna rent one of idea. these one of these downtown scooters and ride it up the ramp here inside yeah. the arena. It just park it right there where it's there for you. Lock it up and come in and jump on it every time. In all honesty, I probably should, probably should start with cleaning out the backpack. That probably that extra <laughs> that extra fifty pounds didn't do me any you know, any favors. I would check that backpack because I bet Austin. In his diabolical way, it might be loading rocks into that. Every day for the last three years, I've been putting a brick <laughs> in the backpack, one at a time. That'd be pretty funny, like one little rock every day, just to, just to mess with me. Like uh, so, like Dwight's phone in the office. Yes, yeah. put nickels in it and then take them out. <laughs> so how many, how many of our listeners do you think uh, want to make this uh, resolution with you to exercise a little more? Oh, I'm not. Why, why, why don't you make something good out of this? Jake? No, because I'm not going to do it. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to ask anybody else to do it. You know <laughs> You're what? Not do it. We're in this You're crazy world. Uh, uh, you know, we can. The elevator will it. return. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's hey, not get crazy. Come on. Let's, let's, okay. let's not overreact here. All right. Very funny, I by the it. way. Our friend Christopher Schumann uh, sending in a very funny gif about my experience. What? What is it? It's what uh, it? Gimli. Gimli uh, 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 running into battle where he says, keep breathing, that's the key. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm glad you made it. You know, oh, I'm glad you man. did you pack a lunch? Did you, <laughs> did you like did you bring your St. Bernard with you? <laughs> you know, but I, I will tell you this. The whole the whole reason that I only paused a little bit. Uh, on that third floor landing, which which uh, for you um, people who've been to the arena, obviously, is the main level where you, uh -huh. you come in to watch the jazz. The only reason I didn't stop for longer is I thought about that security thing. Like that security guard is looking at me and he is laughing. That guy is laughing right now. <laughs> so, so you're powered on? So I kept going. But I, I, <laughs> I noticeably slowed with every flight. <laughs> So you think those guys are down there just like, in fact, they might be over there, you know, breaking the elevator on purpose or making it malfunction just so they can get a kick out of watching you come up the steps. You know what? I'd do it. And I like those guys and gals in security. It's it's kind of weird. We've I think we've all bonded a little bit over the uh, the past several months, but uh, I would be doing that. 100%. Hey, hey, Bob, get a load of the, the guy on monitor five. What are the odds he has a heart attack before he hits four? Hey, that's not funny. Don't uh, joke about that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hyping it up there, Gordon. Yeah.
What are the well, odds I'm, he uh, gives up and takes a nap? How about that? <laughs> I'm glad you made it. <laughs> Over under level three and a half before he stops. <laughs> at least, uh, at least, Jake, you didn't get stuck in the elevator like I did that one time. You didn't. Yeah, that didn't happen. It briefly halted between floors and then returned you to your destination. Isn't this the one where you claim you superheroed the door open in between <laughs> yeah, floors? Like yeah, Van Damme. That's, that's yeah. not, no, that no, that, happen. <laughs> that, that was when I was in college. And uh, I was in a building that had an elevator, and uh, it did. It got stuck, but it, at eye level was the floor. And so I, I pried the doors apart with my bare hands and climbed through onto the floor. If the elevator had started to move while I was doing that, I would have been cut in half. But I, I didn't want to just sit in the elevator. <laughs> okay, so wait a minute here. Who else was in the elevator? The Holy uh, Spirit. I, I can't remember. No I, I, I Really, honestly, I don't remember whether there was somebody in there with me or not. But I did. I took matters into my own bare hands. So, so he, see, this is why this is important. Because there's a big difference between... Uh, you being in there solo and super hearing open those doors and jumping out and you opening those doors and abandoning everybody else to their fate. There's a big difference uh, in this story based on if somebody else was in that elevator. I really don't recall that. Good that luck, ma'am. <laughs> Man. Hope you see your grandkids again. <laughs> I'll alert security. I'll let them know you're here. Yeah, I did do that. That's a true story. And uh, although I did get stuck in the elevator over there once, although I wasn't stuck, the elevator wasn't stuck. It just wouldn't go to the floor that I wanted it to go to. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna one up Gordon here. Good luck. Uh, yeah, I've never. Uh, well, I've been stuck briefly in an elevator, but that's not, there was nothing interesting about it. Have you ever been uh, talking to people in a stuck elevator? Because no. I've been there when I worked at a hotel. What happened? That's a good story. I don't think I can top that. They they uh, were stuck there for a couple hours. Yeah, that happened. Did a couple you, hours? Did you, yeah. Did, well, what, what no. So I, well, maybe it wasn't that long. It felt that long. Uh, well, we had to get the fire department involved, so that had to happen. Because they couldn't fix what was broken on the elevator. Those poor firemen. Any sort of. This is what uh, I went to the here. academy for. But I, I have yelled up the elevator shaft like, "We've called the fire department." <laughs> Remain calm. Remain calm. Remain oh, calm. Oh yeah, no problem. I just got to the bathroom. That's all. <laughs> I know we told you it was going to be a couple minutes, but I, we were way off, way off. Side note: Can you tell us each of your weight while we're here? I don't, no you reason. Know would, you know what would be really scary is if that thing started to free fall. Holy cow! Yeah, I mean, that's well, apparently what was broken on. I mean, our engineer was able to diagnose the problem and it wasn't like nobody was, you know, we could we could say you're not in danger. It wasn't going to free fall. That wasn't like the 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 issue wasn't a a supervillain cutting the cables. (laughs) The Green Goblin. (laughs) I saw him at level six. (laughs) But yeah, that I've been that person before. Uh, which those, uh, you know what, the people in, in that circumstance, and we do have sports to get to, I suppose, but the people in that circumstance were extraordinarily more reasonable than I anticipated when they finally got out. Well, people usually rally, you know. A lot of people do in a time of crisis like that. You could have you could have climbed down the cables and, and uh, <laughs> helped them out. You know, uh, or I could just invent a story uh, 20 years later about me 
climbing down the cables and helping everybody out. <laughs> no, you don't invent stories, man. This is this is the truth. You don't zone invent right here. stories. You tell tall tales. No, no. See, this <laughs> you is bend this things. Is the, this is the real irony to it. All these stories I tell are true, and I've admitted a couple times when I, you know may have exaggerated a tad bit, but that, that story is 100% true. It is absolutely as true as my hitting the Grand Slam left-handed, and it, both are true. Is absolutely. it as true as the time you told Lisa you had to write a column so that you wouldn't have to do the artwork, but you had already written the column? Well, yeah, but here's the thing about that. I, I Okay, I, I wasn't necessarily <laughs> writing a column, but I was doing research <laughs> for a column. Uh-huh. Research. Got it. <laughs> so, I think I, I think I was doing an interview, but uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, had, uh, uh, I, I know, do tell I had... the truth. And as much as you guys try to erode my credibility here, which is very important to me, you know, I mean, I I I will not tell a story that is untrue. I, I had the Queen of England on the phone, and I said, "Your man- Majesty, tell me what what do you think about BYU football." While you I know, have you, while I have you on the horn, if I go uh, back like ten or fifteen generations, did, did I ever tell you that in my genealogy is uh, royalty? <laughs> the hawk was better than the tell me lies right there. Uh, Austin. On, good, on, good on the good one, choice. that was on funny. the one side. <laughs> on 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 the other side of my mom's side, I think, uh, I think she descended from a horse thief. But uh, so you're a little bit of both. I'm re- I'm calling you your highness the rest of the day. <laughs> I think I could get used to that. Yeah. Oh, okay, Your Highness. <laughs> you know, one of those. Uh, you know, the the royalty that's also a horse thief, the the most dangerous kind. <laughs> yeah, because they have power <laughs> and those. How do you yeah, think right. they but, came into power? Yeah, that's right? what I'm saying. Yeah, well, we're in real trouble. Uh, yeah, that's fairly accurate. Uh, well, I'm glad. I'm glad you made it up the steps, and for everybody out there who can relate to that, which probably a lot of people can. A lot of people take the steps. Some people take the steps every day as a part of their exercise. Maybe that's what you should do. Do that every day, and then you can see the progress you make because after a couple of weeks of doing it, you're going to say, hey, man, this is I got this. It's impossible because I've, I've entered uh, with that mentality before. And, and honestly, the, the elevator is like heroin. I mean, every time you get to the bottom of those stairs, you think, God, the elevator is right there. <laughs> it's right there. You know, I'm thinking that the elevator may be one of the great inventions of all time. You know, the elevator and air conditioning and uh, refrigeration, you know, those kinds of things. Because back in the day when I was young, remember you have to you know, slaughter the cow and haul it in and you had to eat it right away or else it would spoil, you know. So those are great inventions that happened during my lifetime. Haven't they been salting meat to keep it from spoiling for quite some time? Yeah, but yeah. it's it gets tricky. Does it? Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to maintain. I see that way. Okay, know. that was really a productive segment, wasn't it? It was. Oh man. Okay, <laughs> we we'll get to Gordon's column. Uh, he, it's up at sltrib.com, talking uh, BYU and Utah football. We will get to that uh, coming up next. Jeremiah Jensen will be on the show at four o'clock, and Bowler joins the show coming up at five. College football playoff uh, rankings expected out. Uh, yes. At uh, right around five o'clock, so well that'll be prepare to be disappointed, BYU. That'll be, uh, <laughs> hey, we're trying to tease people to tune in in the five o'clock hour, man. Let's let's not let's prepare to be disappointed. If you're a BYU fan and a masochist, <laughs> catch us at five. <laughs>
Who knows? Maybe we'll be surprised. All right. Stay tuned. More next. 97.5 and 1280 in the zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a total request Tuesday on The Big Show, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. Uh, Austin has selected today's topic. And it, sad songs or, uh, or songs that uh, deal with sadness or disappointment. Why? Because what Gordon said going to break. What'd Gordon, explain why we're doing disappointed songs. Oh, because BYU fans need to get prepared to be disappointed because their team isn't going to be ranked as high as they'd like in the first college football playoff ranking. That's at Gordon Monson. What's your uh, no, email, Gordon? Hey, hey, I'm not endorsing it. I'm just saying that, you know, that's you seem to be enjoying it. No, I'm not enjoying it at all. Are you kidding? No, no this I is, this is the Go Lobos coming out on you, pal. No, no, I'd, I'd like to see... No, go oh, Lobos! Go Cougars! Go, go. Yeah, there we go. Go Jazz! Uh, Woohoo! Uh, frankly, I don't care one way or the other, but uh, as PK always says, when the teams around here do well, then uh, it gets everybody excited, and it's it's good. So if, if you imagine if BYU actually did make it into the college football playoff? Now, I, I know they won't, but if they did... Will you get a tattoo if BYU is ranked in the college football playoff Tattoo of tonight? our choosing. No, uh, but if BYU makes it into the college football playoff this year, I will get a tattoo. Wow. What are we going to have Gordon get? No, I'm not going to let you pick it. Oh, yeah, we're, we're picking it. Oh, you don't get a tattoo of your choosing. What kind of consequence is that? For all we know, you're on the fence already. Well, really, at this point, if I don't have one yet, you think I'd be planning on getting one now? You might. It's going to be a Lobo's logo in the middle of his forehead. No, Gordon is going to get something sappy like like Lisa crossed his heart or something like that. That's why it'll be something involving my beloved wife. And and Lisa's tattoo will be... Lisa's pet name for me is Bowler. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not entering into this bet with you. It's barely even a bet. My how, wife, do don't, how do I know my, you don't have one I'm, now? Because that would totally be something you would do. I'm telling you right now, my wife will not get a Bowler tattoo. That, that will not happen. Like his face uh, or his name, or or like an actual Bowler. <laughs> a pro Bowler. <laughs> a pro Bowler. All right. Okay. Isn't a Bowler a Bowler's a hat, right? Oh yeah, those like, are like a I derby think, or something. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, Gordon, let's uh, let's lay out your column. And we talked about some of this stuff yesterday, but uh, hit us with the gist. Well, it, it's essentially this: that Utah and BYU, uh, and people generally don't like it when you when you write about both of those teams, you know, because each team has its own identity and whatnot. But this year, it's just too tempting because these are two teams that are are on on different planets. I mean, Utah. This is, you know, they have so many freshmen and sophomores on their team who play, are being counted on to play significant roles, uh, that, that they, they can't really do anything of much notoriety. 
and they probably won't. Now, they're going to win some games because they're better than some of the opponents that they have. But uh, the expectation for Utah should be just to improve this year, get better, and set up for next year. And considering they might only have three or four more games, uh, that, you know, what are you going to prove in that amount of time? You know, stay healthy, as healthy as you can, especially as it relates to COVID. Can I, can I, uh, and, and, uh, and, 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 and allow those players to get to, to improve. And that means that if you have a player who's younger, let him have the reps, let him get the, the playing time because you're preparing for future success. Uh, what do you want to say? Well, when you were talking about the the uh, the only three or four more games, I wanted to renew my advocacy for the college football playoff to bump back their dates and how stupid that is. Oh, and then I was going to say, please go back. I just wanted to intercede that point that it's some sort of uh, uh, self-imposed like, deadline for no reason whatsoever. But yeah. anywho. Anyway, yeah. So that's Utah's uh, situation. BYU's situation is the exact opposite of that. Now is the time. You've got a quarterback who's probably going to be drafted in the top 10 slots in the NFL draft. I mean, the more mock drafts I see, the more I'm seeing Zach Wilson. I saw two articles today about Zach Wilson, and there was one on a very popular website that uh, the writer was begging the Bears. He's a big Bears fan, begging the Bears to move up to draft Zach Wilson. And as a part of that, it showed he had the the clips of uh, Zach Wilson's highlights this year. And I must say, when you see them compiled like that, it is most impressive what this kid has done. It really is. And so you have Zach Wilson this year. You've got a terrific offensive line. You have an offensive line that could have a, a high draft pick on it as well. And Brady Christensen and the other guys are good, too. And then you've got uh, you've got emerging running backs. You've got uh, Kyrie's Tonga on the defensive side. You've got some good players on that team. So BYU needs to win now. They need to do everything they can to impress those powers that be in order to get an opportunity at the end of the year. And how sad would it be if BYU doesn't add anybody else to their regular season schedule? They only play San Diego State. And they don't get an invite to a New Year's Six game. Now now they, they end up in some bowl game that would be typical for BYU in the past when they've had these teams that weren't really all that extraordinary in any way. And my, my point, I guess, is this. It would be better for BYU to schedule a tough team and lose – than it would be for them not to schedule anybody at all and then miss out on an opportunity on a New Year's Six situation. Because then, uh, if they miss out on that opportunity, BYU fans will always wonder how good this team really was. Because you can't, nobody knows. Not with any certainty. Yeah, they beat Boise State. But that was about it. There's nothing else there. All there is is the eye test that these guys look really good. But there's no real, you know, things to, to, to put a trophy on. And so that would be, I think, even worse because then you're wondering. You, yeah, BYU fans might dream up in their mind how great this team was, but you don't know. You're just guessing. And so the point is that Utah is about tomorrow, BYU is about today. And, and they need to take advantage of this 
group of players they have. Now, some of those players might come back, and some of them might not. I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see on that. But that's that's my feeling on it. I don't know if you guys feel differently, but that's I think BYU really should be motivated to do everything it can to advance its cause this particular year because this is a special team. That was a lot of ground. Sorry, did I ramble too long? No, you just you, you go. Uh, you Jake, go Jake through says, a lot. Uh, "I'm in San Bernardino." No, right now. I just don't know what to react to because you you hit you hit you covered a you covered a lot of ground there. Well, react to all of it. Tell me what you think uh, about. Um, I guess all of that summed up is why tonight's college football playoff announcement is so very important. Because as Stuart Mandel told us yesterday, the only prayer that BYU gets into a, a, a New Year's Six game is if their ranking is so high as such that it basically makes them do it. How high does it have to be? You know, I was I was kind of looking a, l- a little bit into the the auto bids. I'm not sure if there is a threshold. I'd have to I'd have to look closer uh, closer at it for BYU. I'm trying to remember what uh, what made them auto. It, it, it was something ridiculous like top five, but I, I don't want to throw that out there unless I really know. So, yeah. but if in theory the the playoff committee feels highly enough about BYU to rank them. You know, as highly as they as the AP and coaches have been ranking them. Well, now you're putting some pressure, or or at least showing a good sign that that they are at least being considered. I mean, let us not forget the whole uh, what was it uh, Baylor TCU debacle of several right. years ago, where they right. just happened to split the vote and Ohio State snuck in. Was that year one? It might have even been year one. It seems like yeah, so right. let's not pretend like the playoff committee hasn't, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, well, uh, considered it, it, strategy when ranking in the past. So they, if, I could see them ranking BYU really, really high, and then at the last minute being like, oh, we dropped you down because you haven't played in a couple of weeks, and we uh, somehow uh, realized the fact that your schedule was weak. Uh, oh, sorry. I, you know, well, I, I, were, I wouldn't if, put that yeah, past them either. If I were a betting man, that's the way I would bet. Yeah, so... I mean, I guess not to de-emphasize my own point that tonight's rankings are important. I I guess I'm really curious to see what exactly they do with BYU. Ordinarily, Jake, and I've given you credit many times. You've talked me into this whole strength of schedule argument and how important that is. And ordinarily, I think that is true. But this year's different. This year has been BYU did its due diligence. It set up a fine schedule, a really good, admirable schedule. And COVID took that away, and BYU did whatever it could to schedule whoever it could, short of uh, the Pac-12's goofy rules. They they said they didn't want to get involved in that, and I don't really blame them for it. Why should should BYU get excited about playing Washington just to have – Washington step aside at the last second and play Utah instead, which I bet that I, I, I imagine that's what might happen here. But anyway, uh, so so it's uh, it, BYU deserves credit this year for putting itself out there, playing nine games, winning every one. And yeah, they were eight of them were were weak opponents. Uh, Navy disappointed a little bit. How's Navy done recently? Have they gotten any better? I don't know. I, I haven't been paying much attention to the middies. But I think BYU deserves more credit this time around than if they had scheduled this kind of slate uh, on purpose to uh, polish up that record.
So BYU has to be top 12 in the playoff rankings to be eligible. Okay. I don't know if there's a rule for them to be automatic. automatically included. I don't know. I don't know if that's Didn't there. It wasn't back in the day of uh, of the uh, you know uh, the uh, bowl alliance. Didn't they have like a, if BYU was sixth or something like that? Then they had to include them. Or it, it seems like that rings true to me. But uh, but anyway. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it, it's still as much as college football has tried to, or people have shoved it along to try to eliminate the beauty pageant aspect to it. It still exists because there's not enough playoff openings, and that's a shame. And and really, after everything we we've gone through to advocate for a college football playoff, can't they expand that thing where it should be so that we can eliminate most of this? leaving guys out kind of situation. I It seems like it wouldn't be that complicated, but that's just me. So the New Year's Six are required to include the champions of the Power Five conferences. Uh, in addition, you know, unless they're in the playoff, then it's they're out. They're not going to the – they're not going to say no thanks to the playoff and we'll go well, to the New, New Year's Six. New Year's Six counts the playoffs. It's isn't it, it's four bowls. That's plus true. The, That's the true. Two. So it, it's uh, but the highest ranked champion from the group of five conferences, the American, the Conference USA, the MAC, Mountain West, and Sun Belt, is guaranteed a berth if the group's top team is not in the playoff. There is no tie-in at all for independence okay. in the bylaws. There you go. So what it sounds to me, what would be good for BYU is if Cincinnati made it to the playoff, and then BYU might be able. To, or would that just so would that just make it so that the second best group of five team would get in? No, no, no. It it would count as the automatic berth. I see. Okay. So then uh, the the they would not be required to auto bid anybody else. Well, if BYU could schedule Cincinnati, uh, that that would be good enough. I think that'd be a terrific game, and it'd be very informative. Uh, it'd be terrific if they could do that. Is there still talk bouncing around out there about the San Diego State game being moved up? I haven't seen anything today, Austin. I don't know uh, if you've seen anything in there. I I would love for that to be true. You get a game in while you you can, because you can't predict the future in this uh, in this madness, and then be flexible for Big Ten teams that are trying, or or Big Twelve teams or whatever who are trying, uh, maybe can open up and schedule some non conference games. The ACC is pl- already playing one or two non conference games, I believe. Right, the reason that uh, UVA's fiasco uh, got to happen over the past weekend. So maybe an ACC team is looking to pick somebody up. I don't know. Uh, I do know that several BYU football players who had. Show, uh, posted on social media on their personal social media is that they were gone for the Thanksgiving break. Yeah, they were going home. Have posted that they've been asked to return. Oh, interesting. So. Well, if uh, BYU is going to beat San Diego State, uh, San Diego State's not as good as as I expected them to be. Uh, I watched that San Diego State Nevada game, and that was that was. <laughs> hey, Nevada's BYU. pretty good. Nevada's pretty good. BYU's better than both of those teams. Nevada's got a I, – I don't necessarily disagree, but Nevada's got an NFL-caliber quarterback of their own. Yeah. Well, uh, that, that San Diego State quarterback, he was – he was it was not good. Their offense was not very good. So I, I think BYU would, would take care of – will take care of that business uh, when they play that team. But they need more. Uh, they need one more. They need a good one. If they could get it, they. I mean, I don't know whether it's possible, but they should do everything possible to get one if if they can. 
And that would, that would uh, again, we're talking about proving this team, proving how good it is. Because I could, I could line you up. I, I, how many teams do you think there are in college football who would be 9-0 and right now if they played BYU schedule? Oh, man, I have no idea. There's A been bunch. Some, there's been some pretty bad football, though, out there. Um, My Hokie would, lost at Liberty, man. Would SC be undefeated right now? Probably. Yeah, I think so, too. But, I mean, you're, you're picking maybe the best team in the Pac-12. I mean, you said well, how many teams. Well, I know, but what's could... SC ranked right now in the AP? I mean, they're down the line a ways. Well, they should be. They've, they themselves have only played, uh, what, two games, right? Three. Three. Yeah, three, because they haven't yeah. missed one. They're 19. So, yeah. you know, if they— So if the 19th team in the country would go undefeated against BYU's schedule, that tells you there's a whole bunch of teams in that crowd. Well, as they keep playing, that's why they'll probably keep climbing the, the polls. Yeah. Because what there's more evidence is, to vote on. I right. mean— so. And BYU, but BYU has all this evidence, and they do deserve credit for playing well, darn near every week, uh, and uh, and should get some credit for that. But again, they're they're it's a low hurdle they're clearing, and so if they could if they could add one more in there, and then that could bounce them into a New Year's Six game if possible, and that's up for debate uh, but if it is possible then uh, then that would that would finish the season strong and we would know how good this team really is right now we think they're really good but we're only thinking we're not seeing here I'll not add from, not from a standpoint of competition I'll add this to the conversation that regardless of the strength of the opponent they need need to find a way to play more games in December because if it is possible to get a new <clears throat> excuse me a new year six game if it's possible It'll be really easy for them to bump BYU down the ratings if they're not playing. Out of sight, yeah. out of mind. I mean, they need to schedule anybody in December just to be on television and let people see how good you are. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to see them play anybody in the country. But they need to schedule a game at least in December to stay on people's radar. Well, I, it, yeah. I in addition to the San Diego State game, by the way, realizing that's in December. They need to play. And right. they need to play when other leagues are playing so that they stay, you know, that all of a sudden USC, for example, using your example, doesn't rocket past BYU because USC just beat a Pac-12 team and we haven't seen BYU in a couple of weeks. Right, yeah. So the best case scenario would be to play a, a really high-quality team. And, uh, and if they beat them, they beat them. If they don't, then they're not as good as we thought they were. So, you know, I mean, at least we get answers. So I think there's satisfaction in that. And I think that's true for not just you and me looking at these things objectively. That should be the way BYU fans feel about it, too. Who wants to, you know, skirt through and then, yeah, I mean, feel good about yourself but not really know how good your team is? I mean, if if I were a fan, I would want, I would want to see that. I want to know. How, man, I think my team is terrific this year. I'm watching Zach Wilson, and he's flinging the ball all over the place, and he's playing like a first-round draft pick. And he, look at that offensive line, and look at those running backs, and look at that defense. But, 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 I don't want to say but. I think you were the one who said earlier in the season, enough with the buts. <laughs> I don't like the yeah. Yeah buts. No, I'm with you because that's been happening. But you know what? The same thing happened in 04 to the Utah team, and life went on. So. Yeah, but at least they made it to the Fiesta Bowl. 
Yeah, but then they play, they got a garbage opponent, hot garbage. That was when the that was when the Big East was the Big Least. Remember that's after they had been picked apart so badly that they uh, had the just awful teams, but they still had the automatic qualifier into the uh, into the BCS. And they, I don't, I think they were twenty fourth in the country, and I think that was like a gift just because they got a Fiesta Bowl bid. I've never been so sure that a team was going to win a a, a quote-unquote major bowl more than I was sure that the Utes were going to beat Pitt that year. They were never never tested. That team was never tested. And somehow we got out of bed the next morning. So I realize it's maybe more extreme in this case, but, you know, it's also 2020. It is more extreme, but but this – I think this BYU team is something – uh, special for that fan base. Well, I think and we can look at it and safely say they're really good. And they, they're good enough to throttle Boise. That's really good in most years. So Okay, so that's – but you know this better than anyone because you used to argue with me all the time that once isn't enough. No, I got gotcha. you. I'm just enjoying watching football, and I don't think they're going to get into the New Year's Six. So, I mean – I, I, I you don't, don't, like you don't think they're getting. You don't think they're getting in, no matter what they do. Pretty much, yeah. Even even if they played a P five team that was highly regarded, and they beat them by two touchdowns, you still think no way. I think that's their best route to it, but I I just don't think the system is is going to include them. I don't. It's set wow, up. Well, that for, fits our musical uh, theme of the day, doesn't it? Right there. It, huh? it awesome. sets up. The rules are specifically drawn out so they don't have to. Yeah, uh, don't have to, but <laughs> yeah. should they? Well, you know, I mean, should in one hand and spit in the other, and I'll tell you which. If I, if I, I'm telling you right now, if I, if I uh, am one of these, uh, if I had any say in the situation, and I wanted to uh, gussy up the bowl, whatever bowl it would be, if I wanted to gussy it up as best I could, uh, and Zach Wilson is playing the way he's playing, and BYU is undefeated. I think there's been enough national attention paid to this team that it, it might be in a bowl's best interest to have uh, have the Cougars play. Ah, but that's uh, assuming that uh, bowl's best interest is, is what's at stake here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I don't think – so if, if BYU goes to a New Year's Six, they get a conference's share of the dough. They get so it, what other conferences take and split up among all of their members. BYU is going to put that whole share in their pocket. You think for one okay. hot second that those those conferences want to see that happen? I mean, it would have to be. I mean, BYU would have to be ranked number one. <laughs> I'm not sure that's true, but. Um... Maybe that's overselling it, it, it a little bit, but well, uh, you know, you think but, about that. Do you think you think that that conferences enjoy watching Notre Dame put an entire TV revenue share in its pocket and not have to share it with anybody? Do you think they like that? Well, they they do. I mean, they they, they don't. They have to accept it. They have to accept it exactly. They don't. They don't like. I, I guarantee they don't like the idea of giving BYU alone an entire conference's share to put it right in their pocket when they're not in the club. And maybe this is the this is the pessimist in me coming out because I want to see it too, man. You guys are you and I are on light, uh, right on right uh, right there. I want to see him play as many great teams as they can possibly play. Well, this is why this is why scheduling a great team would be so important because at least BYU fans would have that even if they get shut out on New Year's Day. I agree with that take too. You know? All right, we're we're way over. Apologies for that. We'll have more coming up next. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty of the zone. 
You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, this one goes out to Dave on a Total Request Tuesday. It's the Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, uh, I, w- I want to bring up a situation I l- alluded to in the last segment since we're a little short on time and this is just little and goofy. But did you see the end of the Abilene Christian uh, UVA game over the weekend? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay, well, now I'll, I'll take you through it. And I got to admit, Scotty and Hans just did a hilarious segment about this uh, earlier today. And I had seen the Scott Van Pelt segment on it. Uh, uh, but here, here's the deal. So UVA, uh, Abilene Christian scores uh, and misses the extra point. They're down 49 to 13 to uh, University of Virginia. UVA gets the ball back with like 45 seconds. Okay, the spread though is uh, Abilene Christian 35 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> or was it 34? But anyway, they were just covering. I thought covering. it was 39 and a half, wasn't it? But yeah. They were just covering. Yeah. Okay? So so they're covering the spread. Uh, all looks well. The kickoff, they don't onside kick it. They kick it away. UVA downs it at their own three-yard line. Then, Gordon, hilarity ensues when somebody <laughs> takes the snap and they attempt a double pass. So, they, so he makes a pass. Uh, to a receiver in his own end zone who then looks downfield to make a pass but instead throws it back to the quarterback who's tackled for a safety. Uh, So, uh, uh, well, excuse me. So Abilene Christian was not covering. They get the safety. Now they're covering. Excuse me. All right? All right. Because it was plus 35 and a half. So gamblers everywhere going nuts. And this play is. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why is UVA doing something like that when Uh, they're up like that? uh Aha. Is Sherlock Holmes? Hold hold said a very important Uh, question uh, until we get through the gambling nonsense. All right. So Abilene Christian now covering uh, uh, (laughs) gets the ball back and the quarterback decides to sling it. You know, it's it's not over. Let's let's sling this thing. We're going to try and score. Uh, completes a couple of passes. Then Gordon picks six UVA <laughs> back covering again. Okay. So it goes to UVA covering to shooting itself in the foot, Abilene Christian covering to Abilene Christian slinging it downfield for a pick six to the linebacker for UVA back to, uh, to covering. But Gordon, getting back to your very, very relevant question, when all they needed to do was take a knee, why on earth did they try some sort of ridiculous uh, double pass? Uh, that brings us to uh, Bronco Mendenhall's quote after the game as he laughed. He said, quote, Robert and I was off a line. He called in the wrong play at the end. We're trying to run out the clock, and we ended up getting a double pass called out of our end zone, unquote. So Robert and I picked the wrong line on his play sheet and called in the wrong play. And by the way, the personnel in this is totally wrong. Because they set up with a take-a-knee personnel because the quarterback's number is 36. It's like a fullback or something. So can you imagine they're in the huddle? Like, hey, guys. Coach just, called, this. Coach just called in the double pass. Magic uh, happens. <laughs> we thought we were coming in here to take a knee. And our boy, Dr. Bob, just hollered down the old double pass. <laughs> Let's get to this. It's our time to shine. Okay, ready, break. <laughs> 
Let's go. So, uh, so uh, Doctor Bob's glasses getting fogged up are the results of uh, are the resulting in millions of dollars being swayed back and forth on the gambling line. No. And you know what, Scotty and Hans brought up a really relevant question: Why on your play sheet is take a knee right next to the double pass? <laughs> because what if you made what if you made the mistake the other way? You know where you're like, okay, well, it's uh, it's uh, you know a must get third down situation. You know we're down seven or whatever. We gotta we gotta do so. We gotta pull some magic out. All right, hey, hey, coach, just just called in, take a knee. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why would we take a knee? Oh, well, well we got to do what the coach says. So, Hope that helps. Not really. You know, think, think like uh, think of the fourth and 18 play to Austin Collie back in the day. You know, think that like who threw that pass? Max Hall? Like yeah. Max Hall now under center. Here it co- here comes the play. He takes a knee. Whoa, Max Hall just took a knee. <laughs> well, hopefully the quarterback would be smart enough to know that that was inappropriate for the moment. The quarterback's number is 36. He's just he's just like, all right, here we go. You say so. Nash. Coach and I, why are you calling that play? Why do you want to know? Uh, it's, it's weird. Up 49-13 with 40 seconds to go. A double here pass in the double from the end zone. Okay, ready, break. Go get him. <laughs> Cavs on three. Oh, it's man, it's that pretty is too much. It's pretty incredible when he called in the wrong play. I mean, first of all, I don't care what line it's on. If you were calling the play, wouldn't would, you know you know what the plays are? <laughs> Omaha! You don't have to rely on what's written down on the line. <laughs> The good doctor, not so good that day. You, think- you know what? You know what's scary about that? That would be like, what if the doc? What if you went to the doctor's office and the doctor called in the wrong prescription because it's on the wrong line? Well, it's happened to me. <laughs> of course, it has. I took it- schizophrenia medicine for a day. <laughs> Wasn't supposed to. I just. I slept for three days. Yeah, I bet. There, there. I mean, there's mistakes, and then there's mistakes you can't make. That I mean, I know there's more important things than that, but still, that that, that just is, seems like oh, come on, this is funny. It's let's funny. Not, it's funny. Wait, but... it to to things that actually matter for once, please. Can we just laugh at the at a, a person who we know in in Coach and I who deserves some in, laughing at in the most ridiculous position ever, where you're up 36 points with 40 seconds to go, and you've got your 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 you've got whatever package includes number 36 at quarterback <laughs> substituted into the game. Like we, we're allowed to laugh at this. This this is really funny. I, are we sure that he really dialed in the wrong play, or may, was he? Yes, was, I mean, no are we way. sure, or does that sound like a bit of an excuse? Excuse for what? I, I mean, don't this know. Is, is Dr. Are you Bob he was point shaven? He, he had Abilene to cover. Is that what you're telling me? He's, he's shaving points. <laughs> Abilene needs uh, the ball. I'm going to win this bet. In fact, they need a safety stat. <laughs> Let's get the double pass in there. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't throw it. Get, uh, I mean, get tackled. Do we have a play zone. for taking a knee in the end zone? We don't. Oh. Uh, well, then this double pass. Oh, and I the, mean, the receiver throws co- it right back to thirty-six too. He's <laughs> I, like, I, "Oh wait, I, I want it." You t- I, 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 
I know that uh, Dr. Bob has lots of plays, you know, and sometimes, but you recognize the wrong play. (laughs) He would know that that's not the right one. You need to Google the play. Oh, uh, we're gonna run play thirty-six. <laughs> you need to Google it because uh, so 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 when the guy asked him after the game, you know, Doctor Bob, why did you why did you call a, a double pass when you're up by fifty-eight? You want to know? <laughs> do you think he? Do you think he? This is what I would do. I would honestly, I would run next door to the other coach's booth and just say, "I, you know what? I'm really sorry." That was that was really poor sportsmanship on my part. I, I signaled in. I got a little fog on the old glasses, you know, the old specs. And uh, I sent in the old double pass. Well, the guy's smart enough to have a Ph.D. Wouldn't he be smart enough to, you know, call the right play? Or recognize it, even if it was the wrong play. To recognize it as the wrong play. Well, anyway. Well, it's, it wasn't like a... It wasn't an X's and O's map drawn down. It was just a code number for a play. That was he was just calling out the the call. It wasn't. It's not like he was looking at a a, a little uh, route run on his play card no, and didn't recognize but he, it. But he recognizes the, the the code. He just was on thirty six instead of thirty five. <laughs> okay, so Joseph Rex brings this up in uh, on Twitter, and this is true. Uh, he said, that's not what happened. Abilene Christian did a dance and fell down. It was embarrassing Little League-like. Now, that did happen. But I, I would believe that Dr. Bob mis, uh, miscalled it more than I would believe that they were trying to to show him up because they were on their own three-yard line, and they called uh, a double pass with, with, the, <laughs> with the JV in the game. So I maybe if Dr. Bob would have brought in, you know, the starters back on. He had the place kicker playing quarterback. Yeah, huh? right. That's an exaggeration. But it might not be. Did he get hoisted? <laughs> no, did not get hoisted. So, and Bronco so, said it was, yeah, so. And Bronco said that, but but to Joseph's point, that did happen. They did like they scored to get on the board for thirteen points in this game. They were down by thirty six, and they did do a little dance and got flagged for oh, it. Come was on, let, it him, was let, him ha- let them have a little celebration. They're getting smeared. Yeah, exactly. It's like hitting then, a grand slam against eight year olds. Yeah, it's that's exactly not, not, like that. That's not what that it was. Exactly guys, like no. that. The guys were like a year younger. And I did it left handed. I pulled up in my Trans Am. <laughs> And I said, hey, coach pitch. Coach, pitch me a good one. Go get the ball, losers. That is is not how it happened. That is not what happened. I want to make that absolutely clear. Losers walk. Those guys were pretty good, too. You know, I mean, that was a pretty good team. But uh, they they were undefeated until uh, little Billy got grounded. (laughs) (laughs) Missed a couple of games. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, man, they're I crushed our shorts. No, no, no! I crushed that thing too, man. I really roped it. It was good. Uh, Matt, <laughs> Matt raises a good point on Twitter. He says, "Who needs a car or a play number for take a knee? How about you just say, hey, take a knee.'" <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. That is a great point. All right, stay tuned. We're way over again. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.